This is Money Mortgage Mindset, and I'm your host, Andrew Karam. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Booth. We are excited to bring to you a unique perspective to better guide you on your financial journey. We are going to utilize our decades of professional experience in banking, finance, insurance, and home ownership. We are going to break down the facts, the fiction, the myths, and the secrets that will help you maximize your money. Subscribe now through Apple and Spotify so we can help you navigate your way to financial success. Welcome back to Money Mortgage Mindset. Kevin, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Andrew. How about yourself? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, got an interesting episode for you today. I think, you know, we've got some some episodes under our belt, some really good topics about how to save, how to buy, about credit, about insurance. And I think it's time we kind of go in depth with us, like who we are, what we do, kind of uh, kind of like a resume, you know, kind of like yeah. a background. What do you think? Yeah, get to know, get to know the host a little bit. Yeah. Low key. We'll keep it short. Yeah. You know, just so you know who we are and what we do. Yeah, uh, real quick, we're recording this episode on uh, June 21st. So happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there that are listening. Yeah, because Andrew and I are fathers as well. So, you know, and it was my birthday yesterday. And it was your birthday. Happy well, don't birthday. Don't forget, June 20th is also my birthday. So I, I get uh, I get Father's Day lands my birthday like, I don't know, once every seven years. Say every few like years, that. right? Every few years. Yeah, my birthday is seven days from now. There you go. Back to back. You Gemini? I am a cancer. Cancer. Yeah. I think maybe I'm the last day of Gemini or something. I believe you are, sir. (laughs) (laughs) My brother's birthday is the same day as yours. That's why I know. Oh, cool. Must be a good guy. Yeah, sure. (laughs) No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's my older brother. I have to give him a hard time. That's good. Well, you know, I think this is going to be a good idea because we've we've done a lot of stuff and we've, we've provided a lot of information, but that doesn't mean anybody actually knows who we are. That's a good point. So I like it. I think a cool thing to start off, talk about how you and I know each other. Yeah. Like our, how we came together. Um, so I used to be a bank manager back in the day, and I ran some of the biggest banks in Arizona. And uh, I kind of got a reputation for taking banking centers that were underproducing and turning them into high producing branches. And one of the opportunities I got was to go to Anthem and I was a branch manager up in Anthem for a little bit. And then, and then they found me a home at 35th in Bell. Not that you would know where that is, but uh, (laughs) it's in Glendale. And it was a branch that just needed a lot of work and a lot of attention, a lot of love. And Kevin was one of the lucky bankers that I had brought in to help me turn the show around. Yeah. So we actually worked together in another life. Yeah. So I was actually already employed at that Anthem location. Yeah, and you came in as the interim when the uh, when the other manager just kind of up and up and left. Um, he was a good guy, just a change of life for him. But um, and I I fondly remember that uh, on the last day there that you were you know being the interim, you came over to my little 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 cubicle <laughs> <laughs> and said, uh, "I think you should come with me to Thirty Fifth and Bell." Yeah, and so yeah, I did. And so that we built a reputation, yeah. we built a relationship and, and then we went our separate ways and that was what, how many years ago? Seven ish. Yeah. And then we got reconnected yeah. through a friend that we had worked with together at Chase and Kevin had gone through some 
life changes and uh, asked me, Hey, I want to get into the mortgage game. Yep. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. And I, I don't think there was anybody, uh, anybody else I would have been comfortable asking about. And what I think is great about this whole thing, not to sound too cheesy is it didn't seem like it hadn't, it, it didn't seem like it had been seven years since I spoke to you. Yeah. Like we were Facebook friends and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, we got on the phone together and I think it was kind of like no, no time went missing. So how'd you get into chase? How did I get into chase? That's an awesome question. I was in the hospitality industry. Um, I worked, okay. I worked for a major, major, major hotel chain. Okay. I originally, so I'm from the San Francisco Bay area. I started at a hotel in Santa Clara, California, and then I was looking for an environment change. Uh, so I had moved to Arizona. I know that's a strange choice, right? To go from California to Arizona. Um, but it's I had popular right now. It is. I had to get out of California. I had to get, I had to change my surroundings and my brother lived here in Arizona. So I had free room and board. And so I chose Arizona because it was either that, or it was to go to North Carolina where my mom was living at the time. Ah. And I sure as heck was not going to move back in with mom. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So I ended up in Arizona. I transferred hotels and I was tending bar. And then I got the opportunity to get promoted a couple of times within there. Uh, and then I helped open a major hotel that opened several years ago in, in downtown Phoenix. And they overhired and they were underutilized, meaning there was not, they were not getting as many occupants as they had planned on. So I got laid off and decided I was never going back to hotel life because I was working 60 hours a week, you know, kind of like all, all different shifts. I was, I had just terrible hours. Mm -hmm. um, and at that, right around that time when I got laid off, actually, uh, that's when we found out that my wife was pregnant. Uh, Hello. So, so actually, uh, um, my brother-in-law worked for Chase. Okay. And um, I started asking him about it and, you know, I actually had to apply a couple of times. The first time I applied, nothing happened. So I went and got a job at a restaurant and then, Kept taking my chances and finally got on. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. What about you? And then how about uh, oh me? Let's yeah. See. How'd you end? How'd you end up at, in the banking world? Oh my gosh! So I went to uh, a small private college, Devry, uh, Devry University. I'm sure you've seen it online or on TV. And I got my bachelor's in business science, and I literally graduated right before 9/11 hit. Whoa. And uh, so that was at 01. So I graduated in 01 and it was like, you know, I was like trying to get a job anywhere. It was like everybody had hiring freezes. There was so much instability in the market. And, you know, I remember interviewing at Bank One to be a teller. And I was like, hey, I want to be a teller. Like, I didn't care. I just want to get my foot in the door. And they're like, well, you don't have any experience. I'm like, yeah, but I got this like college degree. Like I have a bachelor's degree. And like, yeah. We don't really care about that. You don't have any experience. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't cool. Like, how do I get experience if uh, no one will give it to me? Right. Like here, I have a bachelor's degree. So I had worked for this guy, Todd Coleman, Crystal Clear Pools, and I had worked for him cleaning pools mm. and he uh, had an amazing business. And, you know, we'd go to his house and he had this beautiful house and the boat and the RV and all the toys. I'm like, you're a pool cleaner. And he's like, you wouldn't believe what we'd make in pool, you know, in the pool business. And I started doing the math. I'm like, okay, you've got 300 plus accounts. You know, you're charging about a hundred bucks a month. I'm like, dang, this 
this guy's making some coin, you know, plus repairs and this, that, and the other. Sure. I'm like, I want to be a pool guy. So, um, one of my really good friends, he was very talented mechanically. And, um, I said, you know what, uh, Vin- his name was Vincent and he was working for Coca-Cola, like stock and Coke at the time. Okay. I said, Vince, come with me, let's start this pool business and, uh, we'll teach you the ropes and this, that, and the other. And so he literally quit his job. We had no money, no accounts, no nothing. And we just started hitting up all our friends and family. Like, hey, we're starting this pool business and this, that. And we literally start with one account, two yeah, account, three sure. account, one foot in front of the other. And then we took a loan. We got a loan. I don't know how in the world, because, you know, working in the bank, now I know how tough it is to get these, these loans. Mm-hmm. We got a per $10,000 personal unsecured loan wow. that they gave to us. Based on what I have no idea, but we got this ten thousand dollar loan. <laughs> but you couldn't get a job at the bank. <laughs> I couldn't get a job at the bank, but they, but they would give me a ten thousand dollar loan, right? So yeah, we went. I went back to Todd. So I'd worked for Todd, and I said, "Hey, Todd, uh, I want to buy a route." And he was growing pretty big at the time, and he said, "Yeah, sure, you know." So he sold us a route and paid back the 10 grand within like a couple months you know we were living on next to nothing you know so we could pay back the 10 grand pretty fast turned around got another loan for 10 grand did it again and before you knew it you know we had uh probably close to 100 accounts and we were moving and shaking and doing well and then before i knew it it was like we had a thriving business but then i realized like for me personally, you know, I didn't want to be in the pool business, in the heat and in the sun and with the chemicals. And so um, my cousin, she was working for Wells Fargo. And I knew that's kind of like what my heart was like, I wanted to get into the banking, uh, into the banking world. So my cousin helped me get a job at Wells Fargo as a personal banker and things had loosened up a little bit and some of the hiring freezes were gone. And, you know, I had a foot in the door over at Wells Fargo. So we ended up splitting up the company and I went my direction. He went his and we're still really good friends to this today. And he's got a kick-ass pool business that, you know, he does, does super well at. And uh, I went to work for Wells Fargo and uh, as a personal banker and learned the ropes, got promoted to a bank manager. So I was a bank manager at Wells. And then um, I had some friends move to Chase and uh, had an amazing opportunity. I started off in the grocery store, man. I was, uh, you ever seen those grocery store brands? Yeah, the, the smaller branches inside the grocery store. Oh, the brutal, man. Just brutal. The hours were brutal. You don't get any support. They're so understaffed. You're just, I mean, you're working crazy hours. I don't know how they are today. I see a lot of them, you know, closing up shop, but yeah. Back in the day, like the grocery store branches were hot, you know, they were, they were cheap for the bank to get their foot in the door and they had automatic customers coming in every day from the people, you know, coming in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And that's where they put all the new people. Oh, you don't have any experience. Guess what? You're going to start in a grocery store. Yeah. And you know, those, we were open like crazy hours. So yeah, you're open the grocery store hours oh, as opposed to bank hours. Brutal. It was so funny too, because, you know, we'd be talking to people on the phone and we were like right next to the, uh, the cashier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every time they're swiping, it's, you know, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And you know, we'd be on the phone with people trying to help them with their money. And, and they would be like, are you in a casino? <laughs> it literally sounded like the casino. So we're like, ding, ding. No, I'm like, no, that's the cash register. And every time they move the product, it's making the ding sound. So oh, that's anyway, so I couldn't wait to get out of the grocery store game. And then I got, went to Chase as a banker and got my licenses and <laughs> dabbled in investments a little bit with, uh, with Chase. And then um, same thing, you know, I uh, got 
to the manager role. And I'm like, I am not going back to the grocery stores. If you want me to be a bank manager, you're going to put me in a traditional location. So put me at uh, a location. I did really, really well, thrived. And then they moved me out to Scottsdale where I, I ran one of the biggest locations they have in the state. And did really well there. And um, and then I realized, you know what, I'm a West Side boy. And uh driving to the East Valley just wasn't for me. I was driving, I was driving like crazy, like hour, hour and a half each way. And it was just brutal. It was brutal on my relationship. It was brutal driving in the in the summertime. It's so hot out. And I realized, you know, I want to go back to the West Side. So I uh transitioned to the West Valley and ran a bunch of different branches and did a bunch of different things, you know, we talked about and realized that in 2014, I realized that, you know, I was, uh, I needed a change of pace. And, you know, as a manager, you know, you're, there's a lot of adult babysitting going on. And I realized that, you know what, what do I love to do? I'm like, I help, I love to help people with lending, you know, with Mm -hmm. real estate. I was, you know, love real estate and wanted to somehow be in the real estate game. And, And I realized that, lending was a great opportunity. And, uh, I had some friends that were loan officers and they always talked very highly of it and they were always doing very well. And, and I said, you know what, I want to try that, you know, and, you know, it was super scary. Cause you know, I, here I am as a bank manager, I get a decent salary, I'm making a good living and I gave it all up for commission, you know, for, sure. for a very, very small hourly wage and, uh, in an industry that I knew a little bit about, but not very much. It was just a great opportunity in 2014 to just learn, man. I was like a sponge and soaked up as much as I possibly could soak up and then took that knowledge, you know, up until 2019, the end, very end of 2019, I got my mortgage license. So the crazy thing is if you work for a bank, you know, I'm not knocking bank loan officers or credit union loan officers, but 95% of them are not licensed loan originators. They're registered loan right. originators, kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know how the banks get away with it, but they do. So, you know, when I decided, Hey, I want to leave the big, big bank, I yeah. knew I had to get my license. So I went off, got my license and then had, you know, an opportunity to go work for another mortgage company. And then I came to edge and here I am at edge home finance, loving it, growing a team, doing super well. So that's kind of bringing it up all the way to current. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, I, a little side note, I think it's so funny because you talked about being a West side boy. Yeah. I've actually only ever lived on the West side since I've lived here in Arizona. I moved here in 05. Yeah. But my wife is a, is a West sider too. She, she thinks she's a West sider and because that's all she's ever done. But the small world aspect is of this is you and my wife went to the same high school. Yeah. What are the odds of that? I know, All the high right? schools it's in the Valley. So crazy. The same high school. <laughs> now I might be a little older than her though. Yeah. I well, yeah, I think you actually were in high school the same time as her older brother, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, but you know, it's a just small world, like went to the same high school and yeah. you know, it's like another weird thing where it's like, and, you know, Andrew and Kevin should probably be friends and should probably work together. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I just, uh, you know, I'm always a firm believer in things happen for a reason. You know, you came into my life at the right time. And, um, you know, this podcast is something I always wanted to do. You know, I've always thought that having this podcast was a great platform for sharing all these conversations that, you know, that I have with customers, you know, I feel like I have the same conversations over and over about how to save and how to build credit and how to buy a house and how to do all these things where the podcast kind of gives us that platform to be able to 
educate people and point them in the right direction and let them choose what topics more, you know, most important for them. Maybe somebody is going through some credit issues. You know, it's like, Hey, we got some issues about credit or insurance or how to save, or I know we're in the mortgage business, but my experience, your experience is so broad, you know, from customer service and hotel Mm -hmm. and banking and finance and insurance insurance and Mm -hmm. all these different things that, you know, you have all these experiences, these life experiences there's this is the podcast feel like feel like the right platform to where we could serve that up and really have a place where someone could go to to learn about but you know this is a good opportunity for people to learn about us yeah and i think you know it's a good entertaining reference tool mm-hmm. you know and so thinking about what you said for instance you know so when i left the banking industry at that time all the banks were going through some some major changes with the way they handled positioning and all that kind of stuff and um, I was looking for something different. And so I applied to work at a different company, a pretty big one as well, and wanted to get in on the banking side, but it, they, it wasn't open. They didn't have any, anything available. And so they actually reached out to me and said, if you want to do insurance, we've got openings. Well, I, I really wanted to work for that company. Like I'd heard huh? phenomenal things about that company. So I said, sure, why not? I can do insurance. <laughs> which is actually a great move for me because I was one of those people that knew very little about how my auto insurance worked and how my homeowner's insurance worked or all that kind of stuff. And, and so I went to a company, which I believe if you're going to go in blind, meaning having no experience and have to be learning, this is the best place to learn. Like it's better than all, just in my opinion, their training program was like, I think I had, I was in training for like three months before you ever go, go live. And so I just felt like that. And it turned out it was kind of true. It was a golden ticket. If you ever wanted to apply for a job at another insurance company and you had this company's name on your resume, yeah, it actually helped. So anyway, I ended up, uh, I ended up leaving that big company in 2017 after my dad passed away based on some advice that he gave me. Actually, I was really stressed out and I couldn't handle the the flow of the job. What advice did your dad give you? Uh, my dad said that uh, he actually feels that he only made one or two major mistakes in his life. Um, and and one of them was that he was living to work and not working to live. Got it. And he told me and actually pointed to my wife and pointed to my son and said, that's the number one focus. And I lost that focus and I don't want you to lose that focus. And that very day after I got back from, from visiting my dad, I, I quit that company. Okay. And then what'd you do? Um, I started working for another, uh, another insurance company, but at a actual physical brick and mortar okay. local place. And then when the, when the pandemic hit, I uh, had a difference of philosophy with, uh, with, with ownership and management decided I needed something new to do and I wasn't going back into insurance and I need something where I felt like I was in control. Yeah. And so you can actually probably recall the conversation you and I had, which was about flexibility and schedule of control. And I'm not all about making money. I'm actually all about being able to enjoy my life. Yeah. That's a great point. I see so many people that we talked to about the, you know, talked about their credit, talked about their income, you know, they're just in a job for a check. It's like, you know, I could tell like they don't like what they're doing. And there's too many times where my, I had so much loyalty to chase, you know, 14 years of my life, blood, sweat and tears for that company. And, you know, when the time came to leave, it was like, okay, you know, there's the door. It's right over there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I really felt like 
if you're listening to this and you're kind of hearing about our story and the moves we've made, you know, don't be afraid to make moves. You know, um, sometimes the best decisions come of those those decisions that are uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it was, I was so nervous about making the leap and giving up a salary and to follow my dreams of, of being a mortgage lender and helping people with their biggest asset. And you're going to make good decisions, right? So when the time came where I knew I wanted to get into the mortgage business and I was going to give up that salary, you know, it wasn't like I just made the decision on a, on a dime. You know, I had pre-planned, I had put money away. I had saved, I had paid off as much debt as I could possibly pay off. I had a plan with my wife where I was like, Hey, look, this is what I want to do. This is how I, I want to do it. You know, I made an educated choice to make that career change. Sure. And I just want to tell people that are listening to this, like, don't be afraid to make that career change. You yeah. know, if it's something you're passionate about, you know, I would rather do something I'm passionate about and that I love than something I'm doing just for a paycheck. Cause that's when you're just going to hate life. You're just going to hate doing what you're doing. You know, like sometimes people look at me and they're like, dude, you're working on the weekend or you're working in the evenings. Yeah. But it's, I love what I do. Well, and and that's a great point. Two things. So you and I have similar philosophies on how to go about the process, right? How we want to take care of customers and all that kind of stuff. But our philosophy about how often you're going to work and all that kind of stuff is different, right? It's like we, we, we have slightly different philosophies. I basically just gave you mine, but you, and I, I can honestly say, I love this business, right? I, I just told somebody recently, actually, this is the best job I've ever had. And I don't mean the employer. I mean the career path. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love having the flexibility and control. I just think it's so cool because we kind of counterbalance each other, Right. Because we even have the conversations where like, you'll be telling me like, hey, put the foot on the gas a little bit. And then I'll be on the opposite. I'll be like, no, you need to take your foot off the gas a little bit. <laughs> you know, and it's just so cool that, we, you know, we were able to come back together. And I really, I don't think I could have made the change if it wasn't for you specifically. Thank you, man. Right. I had the confidence in you that you could mentor me and, and help me along. And, and I feel like I, I, like I've come along pretty quickly. Oh, for sure. Um, I picked, picked it up quickly. And, and, but, but we, since we came from some of the same background, you and I both share that passion for taking care of people, right? It's not about the paycheck. Yeah. And, and I wanted to point that out again. That was the other side note, which is it can't be about the paycheck for us because we don't get paid until the, all the, all the papers are signed. Yeah. Right. So we, we can't just do it for a paycheck where it's like, Oh, well, I'll just get around and, you know, I can get on my computer and tool around for a couple hours and I'm getting paid hourly and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not like that. <laughs> so we, nope. have, we have to put the effort in and we have to work. And I feel like you have to love and you have to have passion for that job if you're going to live off of commission. Oh, it's totally true. It's a grind. It can be a grind sometimes. For sure. And, but the payoff is so rewarding. You know, I can tell you how many stories are like help people buy houses that never thought they could buy house people that, you know, you had to coach and mentor into, you know, how to get, get the four legs of the chair. If you've listened to any of our earlier episodes, we always talk about the four legs of the chair. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes one of those legs of the chair is busted and it's our job to help coach people and mentor them to, to fix that leg of the chair. So, you know, just, you got to have passion for what you do, you know, and yeah. if you listen to this episode and you're like, man, I'm kind of stuck in my job or, you know, I need to do something different. Do it. Yeah. You know, like I see so many people. I was, I was at the DMV, Kevin, I was at the DMV talking to this lady that was helping me. And she's like, yeah, I only get paid $13 an hour. And you could tell that she had this look on her face. Like she's hating life at the DMV. You're kidding me. At the, at the DMV, she, <laughs> she'd been there like, oh God, you know, like 15 years or something crazy, oh. like 15 years, you're making $13 an hour. 
Like you go work down at the gas station, probably make that kind of money. And here she is, you know, working hard on the computer. And I was like, I just want to grab this lady. I just want to grab her and be like, if you don't like this, don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. Hey, I got to stop you. I got to stop you here real quick. Cause you may okay. triggered something for me and I'm going to go, I'm going to go way off course here. Okay. You, you have kids and I have kids. Okay. Have you seen Zootopia? Zootopia. The Disney movie no. Zootopia. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not paying attention right. when my kids are watching. So there's a scene in the DMV. And all oh, the employees, I know what you're talking about. The sloth. The, the sloths. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny because <laughs> okay. that's what everybody thinks. But one of my favorite dad jokes, if you will, actually comes from the movie Zootopia in that scene. I'm, okay. I'm going to do the joke right now. I have to. You ready? Go for it. What do you call a three humped camel? I don't know. Pregnant. <laughs> I know, but as soon as you started talking about the DMV, anytime somebody mentions the DMV, that's what I think of. And I don't know. I'm a goofball. What do you want? I, I, my son got me a mug for Father's Day that says Dad Joke Pro. Oh, no. So he's encouraging this. He's encouraging it. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for you, Andrew. You're going to have to hear some of my dad jokes too, but (laughs) that's okay. I'll take them. And I'll regurgitate them. My kid, my kids love jokes. I just, I, I agree with you though. When, when somebody's unhappy in, in a job, you, you want to grab them and, and tell them like the power is in your hands. Like you can make a change. It's, it's hard being comfortable in a job and, and having steady pay and all that kind of stuff is, is hard to leave sometimes, but like, think about, you know, what we're talking about here. That's why we, we have a, the name of our podcast is money mortgage mindset yeah. You have to have the mindset that you need to get in control and you have to have the mindset that if you're unhappy, I don't care mm-hmm. how much money you're making and how comfortable and unconcerned you are about, for instance, job stability or anything like that. If you are unhappy, that's going to wear down on you. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. We've been there. We've both been there. Yeah. And you know, it's a journey, you know, it's like, I think you want to do one thing, you know, and then you end up doing another and takes one step takes into another step. Before you know it, you're like, okay, I like this. I don't like that. I need to move here. I need to move there. Yeah. My brother's going through that right now. You know, my, my brother is uh, he was a high school band teacher for many, many years and he was just, wasn't what he wanted to do. And he wasn't happy with the school and the things, the way the school were, were, were treating him, the way the school was being ran and basically took my brother on board now he's going to be uh you know he's going to be one of our processors so super excited for for my brother to take that leap of faith here he is spending all his career in music and teaching and now um you know he's going to come work work with me so super excited but yeah i mean that's a huge career change right you you do something you think you're passionate about and maybe you lose the passion for it or it's not working out the way you envisioned yeah you know you have a love for for music but now you have to deal with all the other garbage of being a teacher that comes with it right and he took that opportunity to make a career change well and it's and it's not to get too much into commentary but it's it's sad teachers are really valuable and, and so, and some, somehow when the system pushes good teachers out of the system because of, I don't know, policy and procedure, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, or something like that, um, sure. it's, you know, it's a bummer. I have actually, I have a really close friend who had basically the same thing happen to him. And now he actually works uh, for a small chain of bicycle shops. Oh but man, he was, that's, he was a, that's he was, cool. he was a U.S. history teacher for years. He's very, very passionate about history. Um, but he felt that they were not passionate about retaining him because they didn't like his teaching style. Although he actually got letters from students saying, Hey, we love him. But anyway, 
I hope we got the opportunity to, to introduce ourselves a little bit. We, we tend to kind of veer off and get stuck in story mode and stuff. But if you have you know more questions, or you want to get to know us a little bit more and you can always reach out. All of our information is in the, the show notes there. But I think uh, now is as good as time to, as any to wrap it up. What would you say, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just took this opportunity to kind of give you some backstory about who we are and what we do and where we came from and kind of our mindset of why we do this and how we do it, I think was a good opportunity. Yeah, I think we're all set. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening as per usual. Tell your friends about us, like us on uh, on Apple and Spotify, and uh, hopefully we can continue uh, helping you on your financial journey. (laughs) 